Guys, and then you get older and you forget that stuff. I remember the claps. Basically, my favorite, you have to copy the claps, eh? Woohoo. All right, well, stand to your feet. Welcome to the House of God Church. It is awesome to have you here. The sun is shining, which I don't know if that doesn't make you smile, but yay for God who created the sun because he was a genius when he made that thing. Yeah, a lot more reasons than just the fact it makes me smile, but warmth in the bones, health in the body. We are going to have an absolutely incredible morning this morning. God has already been at work miraculously at the nine o'clock service. People were getting healed um, of different sicknesses and injuries. It was phenomenal. And so get your hearts open, get your hearts ready. I don't know about you, but we serve a phenomenal God. And today you are going to see Him in action. So let's come into alignment with what God wants to do. um, And let's worship Him. Amen.
can feel faith in this room already. It's exciting. Amen. Fantastic. We're going to sing a new song this morning. And it's a beautiful song. It talks about the fact that we are alive in God. And what I love about it, it's talking about even in the fire, I am alive. I don't know about you, but one of my favourite stories growing up was Daniel. And I'm reading that book and it's just phenomenal stories one after the other. He was thrown into a den of lions and they did not touch him. They were hungry, but they didn't touch him because his God was with him. Even in the fire, I, God, can be alive in you. Even in the struggles that we face, we can be alive. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were thrown into a literal fire, a blazing, burning fire that was so hot that the people outside of it had to step back. It was so hot, yet they did not get burned. Not even the smell of smoke on them was there. And God was with them in the fire. So whatever you may be going through today, whether it is great joy or whether it is a challenge, you can know that there is a God that lives within us and is alive within us. So as we sing this song, let your spirits come alive this morning. Beginning to be All my life is in you This whole world may hold me But it can never drown
Christ who lives within me From the beginning to the end You deserve the glory You deserve the glory It's no longer I It's no longer I who God on this glorious day. Thank you for a glorious day. Thank you, God, for a long weekend. Thank you, God, that you are ruler over everything. We give you praise. We give you honour. We give you all the glory. We declare that you are above all things, above all things in our city today. You are above all things in our lives, in our nation, in the nations. You are above all things. Deserve the glory. Yes and amen. 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 That's a great song. Yeah, I love that line. What was that? I breathe you in. That you are the breath of life. I breathe you in. You know, I heard this week. I mean, some of you were probably already already knew it. Chris, you might know it. And I heard. Now I might have this wrong. Put me right if if I have it wrong. But I heard. That in Genesis, you know, it said Adam and Eve walked with God. And apparently the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, it actually 
the translation is actually that they walked in the breath of God. In the breath of God. And I, and I sing that line. It's like, you, you are, what is that? Breath of life, I breathe you in. They walked in the breath of God. And then also, then you, you I know Sheridan has spoken about, um, you know, the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven. And that actually means uh, you, our Father who is in the very air that we breathe. Wow. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not just going to keep that to myself. I'm going to share it with you. It's so beautiful. He's in the air that we breathe. And we, and we, yeah, we, you know, we not only walk, He not only walks beside us, but He's in the air that we breathe. And we can breathe Him in. Adam and Eve walked in His very breath. That speaks of intimacy, doesn't it? God is here. He's in the very air that you breathe. How about we all breathe in right now? Breathe in. Breathe in. Thank you, God. Yes, God, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you love us so much, that you are so intimate, God. May each one of us know your intimacy this morning. May we each one of us know that we have met with you this morning. May anyone who is feeling distant from you this morning, God, may you reach every single one. May every single person know your beautiful presence right here. Know your beautiful breath. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Welcome to church. You may be seated. Long weekend, isn't that lovely? If you're here with us for the first time today, a special welcome to you. Some of you may be from out of town. And Caleb and Siobhan are here. Lovely to see you. Welcome. I say welcome back, but I know that you're only visiting. So it is lovely, lovely to see you. You've had an incredible travels, haven't you? Wow. I bet you've got a story or a thousand to tell. (laughs) Amazing. So you're in Auckland at the moment and going somewhere. Yes, may God bring clarity on where that is. (laughs) Lovely to see you today. So if you are here for the first time with us today, special welcome. Uh, If you haven't already picked up a guest bag in the foyer over coffee, then we'd love you to do so after the gathering with us. There's guest bags on the right as you exit into the foyer. So please pick up one of those. There'll be someone there to meet with you. Enjoy the gathering with us today. Great to have Nat here too. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see you all the way from up the road from Auckland. <laughs> we miss you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, equippers are blessed. <laughs> Well, how about we celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries? So I've had a birthday this week. Who's, who's had a birthday? Yeah, a few people going to join me this week. Who's had a birthday and wedding anniversaries as well? Come and join me. October is an amazing month. Yes. Happy birthday, mate. Wedding anniversary on the same day as my birthday. <laughs> Good day, isn't it? Was that three, three years? Three years! 
Give them a hand, three years. <laughs> what are you doing there? <laughs> the chocolate's for you. <laughs> Birthdays. Happy birthday. There's one of you got chocolate. Happy birthday. Awesome. Happy birthday. Birthday. Great week to have a birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, where is she? Sarah, would you get up here? <laughs> she did this in the 9 a.m. <laughs> Sarah, yes. Sarah, you know, you know that there's birthdays and there are birthdays. Well, Sarah had one of those birthdays, you know, those slightly more special, <laughs> bigger ones. That she reckons she turned 30. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm, I'm having the mic stolen. We're going to steal the mic off Jan since it's been her birthday this week. So let's stand church. We're going to pray a prayer of blessing over them. Can't have Jan leading it when she's receiving the blessing as well. So church, let's pray. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Oh, I didn't get my chocolate. I know I, I know I got one in the first one, but I get to have two. <laughs> Thanks, loves. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait a whole year, eh? <laughs> Great. October's a good month. Wasn't the muckin last week great? It's a good time. We've got a great video. Thank you, Jonathan. We've got an excellent video. We're not going to play it today. We're going to keep you waiting, but we're going to play you that at some stage. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's very cool. So thank you to everyone who played a part in the muckin. It was a fantastic day. Great to be able to... Bless our community, isn't it? Bless our city together. Um, a couple of things to bring to your attention. Pastor Sheridan is in Christchurch today. He um, got up at 4.30 this morning, flew off to Christchurch, and he's speaking there uh, this, uh, this morning and tonight as well, and then back home at about midnight tonight. So, yes, he's going to have a sleep-in tomorrow. <laughs> It worked out well, didn't it? We get to have a sleep in tomorrow. So thank you, God, that you're with him. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in Christchurch today. CIA is not over. I know that a lot of you are taking the initiative, and I've heard a few stories, so that's fantastic. Um, you're taking the initiative to bless people around you. And so if you do, I know I've heard some, if you do want to let us know, we would love to hear some of the things that you are doing um, to take the initiative to bless your city, your community. So please um, send an email in or let us know and it would be great to be able to hear some of those stories. It's very exciting. Plus, we've got the light party is still yet to come. And that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be awesome, isn't it? Who's coming to the light party? 
Oh, I know who wouldn't come to the light party. My goodness. The whole of Hamilton is going to be at the light party. It is amazing, isn't it? So we need volunteers to help put on this light party. This place is going to be filled with kids on the 31st of October. Alternative to Halloween, this place will be filled. So we need lots and lots of volunteers. If you'd like to come and help, then please sign up at the Hub. Um, or parents, there is a sign-up uh, sheet out um, when you sign your kids out at, um, from Kids Church this morning. So please put your name down for that. It's going to be great to do that together as a church. We are praying as a church. Isn't that great? 24-7 prayer. We're already starting to see some answers to those prayers. Isn't that great? So is the clipboard around? It's going around? Fantastic. Let's, let's keep it sending around. The clipboard comes your way. Then um, pop your name down at a place where you would like to pray into those prayer points. And they are being emailed out also. That's awesome. Plus, we pray every Tuesday night together as a church, 7.30 to 8.30. This week, we have schools here in this building. This place all week is going to be filled with schools. Isn't that great? So thank you, God, for your presence in this place as they come in throughout the week. They will be in here on Tuesday night. So if you come to prayer on Tuesday night, don't come into this area here. But instead, we will either meet in the prayer room or the upstairs cafe. Prayer is still on. 7.30 to 8.30, we will be here along with the schools. We'll be praying in another room while they're in this room. So that's great. 7.30 to 8.30, prayer is still on in a different room. Uh, Something that we have coming up next week uh, is an offering. Every year we uh, receive a what we call a CIA offering, the Church in Action offering, and that is used uh, to bless people within our church that are in need throughout the year. It is amazing to have those that fund to be able to bless, bless uh, our church. This year we're actually changing it up a little and we're, we're receiving the offering. It, it is for vision offering as well as CIA offering. So a percentage of the offering will will be used for the CIA, um, but it is also for vision offering. This week, if you receive our emails, our church emails, you will receive more information about that offering coming up. You may like to pray into it, think about that, and then come ready next Sunday. So look out for those emails. That's going to be exciting next Sunday. Great. I think I've covered all the bits and pieces for our attention this morning. The kids are in for an amazing morning, aren't they? What's happening this morning? You don't know. Somebody thinks they know. I reckon it's going to be amazing. So I reckon I would get ready if I were you. Oh. Expectation is getting up there right now, I tell you. (laughs) God, I declare your blessing upon these incredible, amazing children. I thank you, God, that you are for them. I thank you, God, that you are with them, that you are in the very air that they breathe. And so, God, as they spend time together in Kids Church, pour out your blessing and anointing upon every single one of them. And our amazing, amazing, amazing leaders, 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Go and have an amazing time, kids. Say hi to someone next to you as the kids go out. Okay, we have the under fives. Under fives going that way. Under fives going that way. All the rest going this way up to intermediate age. faith in this building? Can you feel it? Oh, is it hot? Have we got the aircon on? Come on, let's get the aircon cranking. There is faith in this building. Did you know that there were people that were healed at the 9am? Isn't that awesome? Yeah, let's be excited about that. Let's give God praise. There were people healed right here this morning. God is at work. God is here. He is in that very air that we breathe. He is here. He is in the business of touching our lives. He is in the business of touching people's lives that don't yet know Him. He's in the business of healing. Isn't that great? He is here. Thank you, God. So I pray that as we continue in our worship, that we are truly expectant for Him as we give our all to Him, for Him to be able to also give His all to us, as we expect Him to do the impossible. Because He's done it already this morning. He's done it already. What's He going to do in the 10.30? What's He going to do in the 10.30? Are you ready? Let's worship Him together. Let's give Him our all this morning. He is truly worthy, truly worthy. Let's stand. Thanks, team. Feel free to come into the middle. Let's just fill up the space here. It's kind of... But you don't have to. It's cool. It's cool. But do it. But it's cool. It's cool. I just want to share with you real quick. These are the words of John the Baptist about Jesus. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony, his testimony, can affirm that God is true. For he is sent by God, he speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The Father loves His Son and has put everything into His hands. I felt the Lord say this morning um, when I was reading the Scripture that He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak the things of heaven that He talks about to you. We, we do a lot of talking about the things of earth. A lot of the time, that's, that's what we see. But I believe that God wants to speak to you and I think all over this place, and I've got faith for that, that all over this place, many of us, and all of us can hear of those things of heaven and respond to God and His goodness, His wonderfulness, His love, and start to act in faith, activate, start to get moving, start to be obedient. And that's what's going to happen this morning. Are you ready for that? All right. 
last breath. Your last breath gave me life. You rose in triumph and gave us freedom. True love in your eyes. You were broken, but still you saw my
We bow our knee. We bow our heart's desires. Have your way this morning. you hold dear, those things that you hold close, those things that you spend your time on, those things that you invest your heart and soul and thought into, in time will become nothing. Just the soul of a person will, re- will stay, just the, the person, just the person, just the, the inside of the person will live forever. What are you investing your time into? What are you putting your heart into? What are you putting your hand to? Will it last forever? Or will it turn to dust? What holds your heart? Do I hold your heart, my church? What holds your heart? Let the other things fall from your hands. Let the other things fall from your thought. Let the other things fall from your hands that I may fill them with my things, that I may fill them with my heart, that I may fill them with the things I need you to do and say. Let the things of this world fall away. Let your eyes be drawn to me alone.
morning, church. Um, I was standing there thinking, do you want me to share this, Lord? But I really think he does. Um, it's quite amazing, actually. Um, I've got a picture in the spirit of him actually he's in front of us he's standing there and as someone um, gets knighted you know they, they go down on one knee but that's that's what I see see Jesus he, you know um, that's a privilege you know uh, I don't know how to put it into words but that's what I can see I can see he's he's here and he's shown me in the spirit that he, he's yeah I can't put it into words. Just amazing. But I've got a picture of him standing there and it's like he's shown me someone who's been knighted. So. Wow. Thank you, God. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for your boldness, brothers. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word this morning to us. Blessed be your name. Be glorified in the heavens and on the earth and everywhere there is anything, Lord God. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be enthroned. Be lifted up. Lord God, we praise you and honor you. Be glorified. Worthy are you. Worthy are you. All glory belongs to you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let's sing highest praise.
praises of a thousand generations. You are worthy, Lord of all. Unto you, King and risen King, lift our hearts in heaven, singing worthy, Lord of all. To be enthroned upon the praises of for what you are doing. Thank you for meeting each one of us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
we're going to put a pause there because He is here and He is continuing to meet every single one of us. And He is going to continue to speak to us through Josh Moore. So isn't that great? We are privileged to have Josh Moore speak to us this morning. And he's got something very, very powerful to declare. So please have your hearts open. Please be ready to receive because God is continuing to speak through him. So how about you give Josh a great big hand. Thanks, Jeff. Morning, church. We've seen some um, pretty cool healings starting to happen lately in church. A few few weeks ago, somebody just sitting in sitting in the worship, um, first time they've been in church in years, got healed of pain, uh, just completely gone. Um, here's a picture from Monday this week. So Jay and Kathan have started a healing meeting um, at Hamilton Boys High School, and uh, one of those guys in that picture was dramatically healed, but I'm going to tell you about that later. Well, actually, Jay's going to tell us about that later on. So there's some, some pretty cool things that are happening. Also, um, Riss and Kit have just got back from their ministry trip to Brazil, where they're on a healing team over there. Saw some healings happen, and so we're going to hear from them as well. Um, but what we're going to start with is um, looking at what's something that causes us to get stuck with believing for healings and believing for miracles, because there's this starting to happen more and more regularly in our church, but sometimes we get stuck with where we're at. So we're going to look at something that causes us to get stuck, how to break through that, and then hearing from those guys. So to, to start with this morning, we want to, uh, I want to look at some of God's miraculous interventions, but I'm not going to look at healings. I'm actually going to look at God's rescuing hand uh, in a number of different ways. And if I asked you to think of places where God has miraculously rescued people, one of the stories you might think of would be um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego found in Daniel chapter 3. So I'm sure you know the story well. They, were, they refused to bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar's statue, and so the punishment was execution. And to kill them, they got thrown into a fiery furnace. But of course, they didn't die. They wandered around quite happily in there. God miraculously turned up, and an angel of the Lord turned up in there with them. And then they got called back out of the fire since they obviously weren't getting burned. And in in verse 27 of Daniel 3, it says, Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. How amazing would that be? God's miraculous intervention. Then just three chapters later, we have in Daniel 6, you know the story very well. It's if you've grown up in church, it's you know, one, of the, one of the ones that you learn as a kid. Um, Daniel was also to be executed. And so his, the method of execution they chose for him was to throw him into a pit full of hungry, ravenous lions. So he was thrown in and he hung out with them for the evening. And they came back and got him out the next day. And he was miraculously, God shut the mouths of the lions. And he was completely fine. So just another example of God's miraculous intervention. Uh, and then there's the, there's the book of Esther. Now, the whole book of Esther is uh, about God intervening and, and saving his people. But there's a story in the middle there about uh, Mordecai, uh, who was pretty much hated by uh, Haman. Who was, Haman was the second in command of the, of the whole country. And Haman hated Mordecai. 
And so he set up a large sharpened pole that he was going to impale him on. So he set that up at night. The next morning, he was going to impale Mordecai on this pole. So Mordecai was about 12 hours from death. And instead, in that time, God miraculously turned things around. And Haman ends up having to lead Mordecai through the city on the king's horse, clothed in the king's robes, shouting out, this is what the king does for a man he wishes to honor. If you haven't read the story, sometime this week, have a look at Esther 5 to 7. It's a, it's a pretty amazing story of God turning things around. And by that next evening, Haman is the one impaled on the very pole he set up to kill Mordecai on. God's miraculous intervention. Uh, but let's, So those are three Old Testament examples. There's plenty more. But turn with me to Acts chapter 12. We're going to look at verse, starting at verse 5. This is the story of Peter's miraculous escape from prison. So go Acts 12 verse 5. So Peter has been thrown in prison. The church is very early. Uh, it's in the early days of the church. And from verse 5 we read, But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed earnest, very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and they came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. Wouldn't that be an incredible story to experience? Just amazing. God's miraculous intervention. So God has this long history of rescuing people from seemingly impossible situations. Miraculously rescued. Okay. Let's go back and look at the first verse, verse 1 and 2 of the same chapter. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. Hang on, I thought God did all these miraculous rescues. James just got killed. In the same chapter, James gets killed and Peter gets miraculously rescued. Why? Why did James get killed and Peter rescued? In the same chapter. Well, if you study the scriptures deep enough, an answer becomes very clear. Which is, we don't know. Imagine being in the church then, when James gets killed. They don't know yet that Peter's going to be rescued. So James gets killed with the sword. One of the apostles gets killed. 
how gutted and how heart-wrenching. Imagine the disappointment. Do you think they were tempted to change their beliefs, their theology, to match their experience? You know, God rescued in the old days. Well, maybe, maybe God doesn't rescue nowadays. The good thing is they didn't. They didn't change their theology to match their experience. Instead, it says they prayed earnestly, and then we see Peter's miraculous escape. So here's the question I have for us this morning. How often do we let the disappointments and questions of the past rob us of faith to believe for miracles today? How often do we let the disappointments and questions of the past rob us of faith to believe for miracles today. The church could have lost faith in miracles because James was killed. But God still does miracles, as we saw just later in the chapter. How often do we get stuck in the disappointment of James? So I wonder, what does James represent for you? Maybe James represents a prayer that hasn't been answered. Maybe you've prayed for someone and they weren't healed. Maybe you need healing in your own body that you haven't yet received. Maybe someone died. Could be anything. What's got you stuck? What's a disappointment that's got you stuck and has hammered your faith? Because we start to ask these questions of why. Why did, why did that person die? Why did that person not get healed when that other person did get healed? Why did God allow such and such to happen. Why did James die and Peter get rescued? The only answer that we can say is, we don't know. And in order to have faith for miracles today, what we need to do is we need to bundle up all of those why questions. We need to bundle up all the stuff that we don't know. And instead of getting stuck there and holding on to that disappointment, we need to hand it over to God and say, God, I don't understand this, but I give it to you and I choose to live with mystery and be okay with that. God, I don't understand, but here's what I do know. I do know that God does miracles. And I won't stop believing that because of some disappointment I don't understand. So instead, I'm going to choose to live with mystery. And that has to be the way we approach things in order to be able to have faith for miracles today. Don't let the disappointment of James rob you of faith for believing for the miracles of Peter. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians 13. Verse 12, it says, Now we see things imperfectly, like, a, like puzzling reflections in a bronze mirror. We've got mirrors today. We can see quite clearly. Back then, they only had bronze mirrors. They couldn't really see things clearly. It says, But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. There's so much we don't know now. So much. Why do some get healed and others not? I don't know. Because we only know partially. But that's where we can choose to say, God, I hand that to you in mystery, and I choose to believe and know that you still do miracles, and I'm still going to believe for that and not let the mystery, the parts I don't know, stop me from believing for miracles today. So what questions or disappointments 
do you need to release to God in order to embrace fresh expectations of miracles today? What do you need to hand back to Him? Someone who didn't let disappointment get in the way of, of him believing for miracles today was Smith Wigglesworth. Here's a photo of him. He, was an, he had an amazing healing ministry in the early 1900s. Like, just incredible miracles through him. And he traveled throughout the world. He even came to New Zealand and Australia as well in, the, in his tours. He saw tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, miraculously healed through his ministry. And when you start to read through the testimonies, it is amazing. Like, anything you name is there. So, so deaf ears opened, um, bronchitis healed, asthma healed, arthritis healed, people who were paralyzed healed. So in wheelchairs, uh, completely healed. So one woman in Australia had been unable to walk for 61 years and got up and walked, completely healed, and walked out of the meeting that night in Australia. Um, Demon-possessed were set free. All sorts of issues with joints, with um, backs and with just pain anywhere in their body, um, legs lengthening to the right length, uh, ulcers, um, blind eyes open. He even saw people raised from the dead. In his ministry, he saw at least 14 people raised from the dead. Crazy is that? That is cool. Smith Wigglesworth suffered from gallstones for at least three years of his ministry. Hmm. Why didn't God heal him of gallstones? He doesn't know. But he did not let that get in the way of believing for others. Sometimes he would be in pain while ministering and seeing people miraculously healed. He didn't let any sense of disappointment get in the way of him believing in faith for miracles and seeing God move through him. So which do you focus on? Do you focus on the fact that he had gallstones or do you focus on the tens of thousands of people who were miraculously healed through his ministry? Don't let the disappointments of James rob you of faith to believe for the miracles of Peter. The, the Bible, the New Testament, is so full of healing as a real clear part of, um, of Christianity. And in Matthew 9, we, we see, we know Jesus' ministry had so many miracles. And in Matthew 9, it says that Jesus went throughout the villages proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. In Matthew 10, Jesus then sends out his disciples. And he sends them out to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. In John 14, uh, he says, The works that I do, oh, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. It's pretty clear. And so then how did the disciples play that out? Well, once Jesus went back to earth, went back to heaven, look at the book of Acts. You can see the disciples operated in that, seeing so many different healings throughout the book of Acts. They did what Jesus commanded them to do, and we're commanded to do that also. Healing is an integral part of the New Testament, God demonstrating his power through us. So here's the question. Does God do miracles? Yes or no? Yeah. You can put yourself on that scale there, yes or no. So let me define that a little bit more. No? Well, you don't believe in miracles. Yes? Yes, God does miracles through me regularly. Ooh, that's a bit harder, isn't it? <laughs> that's where God wants us to be, so let's put a few more things on this scale. 
Maybe you're saying, look, I believe, but I, th- I believe God can do miracles, but honestly, when I hear testimonies, I, I kind of feel skeptical inside. Did it actually happen? To me, this was me four years ago. Even though I've seen miracles growing up, I got to a part of my faith where, hey, I believe that absolutely God could do miracles, but when I heard testimonies and stuff online, like on Facebook, seeing Josh Klinkenberg doing some amazing things, and I'm, in my heart, I'm like, oh, really? And what had happened was the scientific world that tells you what is real and what isn't real had crept so much into my mind that I'd lost faith to believe when God actually does miracles through us. Maybe you're there. Maybe you believe, you say, yeah, look, God, I believe God does miracles, but I'm stuck. Maybe it's the, what's got you stuck? Maybe it's a disappointment of the past. Maybe it's a prayer that wasn't answered, and you're like, I used to believe, and now I just find it hard. Maybe you're there. Maybe you say, yeah, absolutely, God does miracles. Oh, oh but through me? Oh, no, no, Sheridan can pray, and I'll believe, but, but God can't do miracles through me. Well, that's another point to come to. Maybe you say, yeah, look, I believe God can do miracles. Absolutely. He can do them through me, but man, I get scared when I come to pray for someone. Like, what if he doesn't heal them? Or maybe, yes, God does miracles through me occasionally. Yep, absolutely. We're about to see you on that scale now. Does God do miracles? Like for me, I sit somewhere between, yeah, I believe, but I'm afraid. It freaks me out. And yes, God does do miracles through me occasionally. I'm seeing miracles when I pray for people. But man, it's a challenge. Like that's where I'm at. And I know God wants me more. God wants more for me. God wants more for us. Where where do you sit? What's got you stuck? And how are you going to move through? Here's a photo of a guy called Weston Carrier. He was in the Axe Church movement here in New Zealand and did, um, had an amazing healing ministry. This book here, Miracles in Aotearoa, it is just full of testimonies of people who were healed through Western Carrier. It is amazing. You can get it, from, um, you can get it online. Um, we've got a copy here, and it's, it's cool. Um, I grew up in Tokoroa. My parents pastored the church there, and we regularly had Weston come and minister. And uh, one night we had a healing meeting out of Mangakino. So Mangakino was 45 minutes west of Tokoroa, like out in the middle of nowhere, a tiny little village. And um, it was 1993, and I remember a guy coming in who had his shoes, his left shoe was built up because he'd had a motorbike accident um, nine years earlier, 1984, and he had, um, he'd been in plaster for 10 months and it had never healed properly and his left leg ended up being 2.2 centimetres shorter than his right leg. So he had to have shoes built up just in order to be able to walk balanced. He could never walk in bare feet because there was just way too much pain and he was, he was in a lot of discomfort even with that. His name was Stephen Guyange because I found the story in here. I remember that night because Weston put him on the chair and we all gathered around and he prayed for him and we saw that leg lengthen to be exactly the same length as the other one. It was amazing. And he walked out of there in bare feet because he couldn't wear his shoes anymore because they were all built up on the left shoe. It was amazing. He had to go shoe shopping. And he's, his testimony's in here. And he went back to the doctor and got measured. And it found that his legs were now exactly the same length. And he had medical certificates to show it. It was amazing. So there are so many, so many testimonies in here of people who have been healed. Western Carrier wore hearing aids. Yet he didn't stop. He didn't let that stop him from believing for miracles for people. Including... 
praying for people who are deaf. There are stories in here of deaf ears that were just opened as people sat, or one person who was just sitting as he preached, and their deaf ear was completely healed. Another person who had been deaf in their left ear for 12 years because there was an accident where boiling water had ended up on his face and in his ear, and it, had, he was, it burnt it out, and he was, he was deaf in that ear. When Weston prayed for him, completely healed. Weston was an example of someone who didn't let the questions stop him from believing in faith for more miracles. So where are you at? What's stopping you from praying for the sick, from believing for a miracle for God to do it through you? What can you do to take that next step along the way? Um, Weston passed away in 2014. Uh, and when he was in hospital, the last person he prayed for was a guy who needed a... Du- he was in hospital as well, waiting there for a double lung transplant. Weston prayed for him. He was completely healed, much to the doctor's confusion. And he went home completely fine, was taken off the transplant list. And then Weston passed away, I think it was the next day. How amazing is that? God does miracles. He wants to do miracles through you, but we have to let go of the questions and hand that over to the mystery of God in order to embrace faith for today. So we're going to hear from um, Riss and Kit now, if you guys can come up. We're going to hear some stories from, from them with, with Brazil, with their trip over there. So they've, they've been to uh, part of the Randy Clark's ministry over there. He does big healing meetings, and they were on the ministry team that was at the end praying for people um, for sickness. So we'll start off with Riss. Hello. Well, we have had an exciting time. We were there for 11 days and doing ministry for five. And we've got so many stories, but we can't share them all today. So we'll share a few, but come feel free to come talk to us and ask us questions. But um, one of the nights, I had a lady come up and she wanted prayer. She had had, eight years ago, she'd had surgery on her neck and her shoulder. She had a scar running down her neck down here and she had had metal put in her shoulder to keep everything together and she could only put her arm up to this height she couldn't get it any higher and as well as that from the surgery and what had happened I don't even know what had happened to cause it in the first place didn't get that far with the translation but she had numb feet she couldn't feel anything she had no feeling And so she would walk along and at times she would trip because I guess if you can't feel your feet, you wouldn't know if there's something there. She should trip. And so I prayed for her and I prayed once and got her to test out what had happened and she could lift her arm a little bit further. She had a little bit more mobility. And so then I prayed for her again and got her to test it out again and this time she put her arm right up like I can put it up I couldn't do this before I couldn't do this before she says and then I said okay let's pray pray for your feet now oh no no you don't need to pray for my feet they got healed when you prayed for my shoulder that's all done it's like whoa awesome 
So as well as the ones when we prayed for people, there were also people just in the services that were healed. And there was this one lady that um, came up to testify, and she said, I can see. I don't need these anymore. And she had her glasses in her hand. And Randy um, Clark, who we were with, put them on, and he was like, oh, my goodness. And he handed them around the team, and we got to all see, and they were the thickest glasses I've ever seen. And when you put them on, it was just a complete blur of colours. There was no way that she had any definition at all in her vision. And she was able to read from the board and count fingers and all of that. Absolutely amazing. So it was amazing to actually see, not just hear the story, but actually see the glasses and see the effect it had on her. On the second night, I had a lady in my line and she came up and she had a tumour in her stomach and she said it wasn't cancerous but it had grown to a size that it caused a lot of problems in her stomach and she could feel it, like she could press her stomach and she could feel this tumour and it just, it caused a huge amount of pain. She was at a pain level 10 out of 10. So I prayed for her and... Then she kind of felt it and pressed her stomach and said, it's, it's shrunk a little bit and the pain's decreased a little bit. And I was like, yeah, that's good. God's moving. God's doing something. So let's pray again. And so I prayed again. And this time when I prayed, the power of God just hit her and heat completely went through her body. She was fanning herself. She was sweating. It's hot. It's hot, she says. And then when I got her to test it again, she's feeling and she's like, well, the pain's gone, but it's, it's shrunk. Like, it's so tiny, I can't, I can hardly feel it. And she said, I believe that God has healed me and that he's going to heal that last tiny bit as I go. And she just walked off. She was like, oh. So one of the things that we had to do as a team, and there was about 60 of us, was to line up along the front of the stage and give words of knowledge. Um, And they came along with a mic, and you had to give your strongest word of knowledge that you had. If you didn't have one, you could just pass. Um, But it was a step of faith, just standing there, going, okay, I haven't stepped into this a lot. Um, And during the service, I'd had some pain around my knee, and I thought, right, that's what I'm going to go after. So I'm standing there and about two people before me, I suddenly get this sharp pain going down my shin and into my ankle. And I'm like, okay, God, do I swap? Do I go from the knee? Because you could only give one. And I went with the knee because I wasn't quick enough to change. Um, And so I went with the knee and then so I had this cue. So people came that had that condition. So I had people with knee issues and I'm praying. And this girl comes up and she goes, well, I don't have a knee, but I've got pain down my shin and into my ankle. And I thought of the 60 people that were lined up there. She chose to come in my row. And I was able to say, look, I've got faith to believe that God wants to heal you tonight because he's already shown me that um, previously. And so we prayed and nothing happened. And um, she didn't feel anything and and the pain was still there. And while I was praying, I felt this thing about forgiveness. Um, And sometimes when you have an accident, you have to go back and forgive either a person or a thing, could be an animal or a cow that's got on the road, and you have to go back and maybe forgive that and sometimes that releases it. So I said to her, what happened? Um, in the accident and the translator wasn't a flash translation and so basically I couldn't get that, I I just tripped over. Um, And this accident happened a year earlier and it had been six months that she had been unable to walk on that leg. She was now able to stand um, 
with support on her toes, but she was very shaky, and I saw her, she was very wobbly, um, but she couldn't wear heels and she couldn't run. And um, so I just asked her, I said, okay, so is there anyone you need to forgive? And she immediately knew who that was, um, and she got the translator to lead her through a forgiveness prayer. And then um, we prayed again, and the power of God just really hit her. The pain disappeared. She was standing on her heels with absolutely no wobbly. Um, yeah, was completely healed. Isn't God amazing? Um, so my last story is a man named Howdy. Probably going to get emotional on this. <laughs> he couldn't hear. Three years ago, he started to lose the hearing in one of his ears, followed very quickly by the other ear. And he had hearing aids. He pulled one of them out and showed me. And so I asked him, this is all through the translator, I asked him if he was a Christian. And he responded by saying, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm not currently going to any church. And so I started to pray for him, declared healing, commanded those ears to open. And then I asked him, you know, has anything changed? And the translator talked to him and kind of tested a bit. And he says, I can hear a little bit better. Um, so then I went to pray for him again. And this time I really felt that I needed to pray against disease in his ears. And so as I started to pray into that, it was like something took over. And from his neck up, he went crazy. He was thrashing everywhere. I had to take a step back because he would have headbutted me if I didn't. And I knew then that it was, what's it called? Demonic <laughs> manifestation. It was a demonic manifestation. Now, I've never, I've heard about this. I've kind of seen it from afar or online or videos or whatever and I've, but I've never experienced it for myself with someone right there and so I kind of was like um <laughs> now what do I do and so what I did was I, I said to my translator can you please go get another global team member I needed help because we'd done a little bit of training, but I just couldn't remember what the next step was and what I needed to do. So he went away, took about two or three minutes to get someone else to come. And in this time, Howdy was out to it. Like, he'd stopped thrashing as much, but he was gone. Like, you couldn't... You'd talk to him, Howdy, can you hear me? Are you there? Nothing. And... So Derek came back, he was another global team member from South Africa, and I explained to him what had happened, what I'd done, and help. And so then Howdy kind of came to and opened his eyes and looked at us, and through the translator, Derek said to him, are you a Christian? Now I'd asked him that question before, and he'd said, yes, but I don't go to a church. This time he responded to Derek, and he said, I'm far, far from God. And so through the translator, he led him to Christ. He wept. The emotion on his face of receiving Jesus just was amazing. And that demonic presence lost power because Jesus is greater. Yeah. And 
then we prayed for healing and this time it was easy he got his hearing immediately those hearing aids were in his hand he didn't need them the interpreter could speak behind his ears in a whisper and he could hear them and there was a lot of noise going around because there's lots of people getting prayed for it's crazy and Honestly, I will never forget the expression on his face of getting that hearing back, Mm. of meeting his creator, and the joy, the grin of that moment was amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Kit and Riss. Pretty exciting, eh? The cool thing, it's not just happening over there, it's happening through us. Come on, Jay. Come tell us about this, mate. Hello. Um, During this year, we've had a prayer meeting at school that Kathan and I started that's been going basically the whole year. And we've seen uh, visions, uh, the exact same visions of a gym being packed, which... This is the smallest gym in the school. We've been seeing a vision of the largest gym in the school being packed by April next year. So we're still believing for that, you know. But just this Monday, we started our first um, healing group. And this guy came along. His name's Luke. And he had a broken leg, a broken tibia, uh, and a moon boot and everything. And we asked him, what's the problem? He told, told us what's the problem and everything. So he said, can we pray? And he was like, yeah, that's why I came, obviously. <laughs> But it was just incredible. We prayed for him, and he was like, oh, no, nah, nothing's happened. I think we prayed three times, and he just he was about to walk out because nothing happened. But then we prayed one last time, and he's like, hold on, hold on. There's something happening. <laughs> he's, he's starting to, um, like, the pain was, I guess, um, going down as he was speaking. And that was just incredible. And we, um, we were just like, can we pray for it to fu- uh, fully go away? And after that, we took this photo because we were so stoked. Um, But he was jumping on his broken leg and everything, and he was like, there's no more pain or anything. This was just a broken tibia 10 seconds ago, and now no pain, walking on it just absolutely normally, and it was incredible. And then he said, oh, I can still feel the screw that was holding um, the metal rod in his leg. So we're like, do you want that gone? He was like, yeah. So we prayed for that. And I think we prayed six times, and each time we just saw the screw go in and in until there was like a, it was kind of like a dent going out of his leg, but then it was going in. It was, it was really weird, but he couldn't feel the screw or anything, and he said he's getting x-rays this uh, weekend, so we'll, we'll be stoked to hear what happened. Yeah. But like, this is only the start, and yeah. there was like, there was a guy with broken ribs that got healed, there was a guy with a dislocated knee that got healed, a guy with ringing in his ears that got healed. And this is only the start. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jack. At Hamilton Boys High School. Yeah. Isn't that good? Cool. So God is doing stuff. So God wants us to go on this journey. Are you going to go on this journey with us as a church? Are you going to go on this journey with me? Are you going to take that next step? Where are you on that scale? you got to go, okay, God, I want to take another step. So here's, here's some thoughts about action steps that you can take. Um, firstly, if you're in that spot that I was a few years ago, and if you're thinking, look, I, I, honestly, I feel skeptical when I kind of hear these testimonies and there's this response in me, 
The answer is, start by repenting of skepticism. Honestly, take it to God. Take it to God and say, Lord, this is what happens in my heart when I hear these testimonies. I hand it over to you. Give me the faith to believe for what you actually want to do. Help me break out of what the world teaches me about what's possible and actually start accepting what you say is possible. So that'll just be in your prayer time this week. Do that. Um, next one I say is um, don't claim that you have a thorn in your flesh. If you, have been, if you need healing in your body and you've been prayed for and you've found, oh, look, I haven't been healed, then a lot of people go to 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8 and 9, where Paul says, hey, I've got, a, I've got this thorn in my flesh and I pleaded with God and God said no. And they say, well, I guess I've got a thorn in my flesh. No, that's terrible theology. See, um, Paul was... Paul's connection with God, he, he went to the heavens and saw visions of heaven. He, he heard God's voice so clearly. He says in that verse, he pleaded with God three times. And three times God said to him clearly, my grace is sufficient for you. So if you want to claim that you've got a thorn in your flesh, you need to plead with God. And when you hear his voice incredibly clearly to you saying, no, I'm not going to heal you. My grace is sufficient for you. And when you hear that three times, okay. I'll let you say you've got a thorn in your flesh. But I'm guessing no one in this room has had that experience. So stop claiming you've got a thorn in your flesh and instead open yourself up to believing that God can still heal you. Because there are so many stories of people getting healed who have been prayed for many times. And when you claim, hey, I've got a thorn in my flesh, what you're really doing is saying, I'm not going to believe anymore. I'm turning off faith. There was a guy in Randy Clark's ministry who Randy Clark prayed for him he was in Florida. The guy's name was uh, Randy O'Strandon. And he was a pastor. And seven years earlier, he'd been lifting weights and the machine had broken and he had a horrendous accident and he was left in pain, the constant pain. He had migraines every waking moment for seven years. He had constant pain down his, um, his left arm. He could hardly move his neck because he had had three vertebrae fused in surgery. He was miserable. He was on the highest painkillers he could go without being addicted and he was still in horrendous pain. And he had gone around and he had been, he believed that God would heal him. And he'd been prayed for by the biggest healing evangelist in the US. He'd gone and traveled and he'd been prayed for any name that you can name who's seen people healed. He would have got prayer from that guy. He'd been prayed for hundreds of times and nothing. And he came to Randy Clark's meeting he says, I'm getting prayer. And Randy Clark prayed for him. So this is after hundreds of times of not being healed. Randy Clark prayed for him. And you know what happened? Nothing. He didn't get healed. So he came back the next night. And Randy Clark prayed for him again. And this time, pain started to leave his arm. He's like, pain, the pain is disappearing from my arm. And so faith went up. So Randy starts praying for his, his head. He says, the pain, it's, it's leaving my head. So he's like, right, so he starts praying for his neck. And he got completely healed, pain-free, absolutely that night. Here's a man who'd been prayed for hundreds of times. And then God healed him. So don't claim you have a, a thorn in your flesh. It's bad theology. Instead, open yourself up for faith to still believe. I'm just not healed yet. God can still heal me. Next one is um, build your faith. Read testimonies. Like, isn't it cool hearing these stories about what's happening in the church? This morning, after the 9 o'clock, we prayed for people for healing. We're going to do the same again shortly here. There were people healed this morning. There was um, Bev, who had pain level of 9 out of 10 in her hip, 
and seven out of ten in her knee was completely healed this morning. No pain at all left, which was cool, wasn't it? Um, it was Dasna as well, had pain in her, in her stomach and was healed, pain gone, which is awesome. So God, God is doing stuff. So listen to testimonies, but read testimonies as well. Um, I've enjoyed this week looking through smithwigglesworth.com. There's just the stories of his life and some of the miracles that happen. It's amazing. Chuck that on your reading list. Um, Amy Semple McPherson. Like, read some of these greats. Amy Semple McPherson was in the early 1900s, and no, no one else has had so many secular media write about her miracles as Amy Semple McPherson. Just incredible stuff. You can go back and read it. Um, Western Carrier. Grab a copy of this book. You can, you can buy it online and read testimonies of what, of what God is doing. So feed your spirit, feed your mind with the truth and testimonies of what God is doing. Read miracles in the book of Acts. You know, I find when I read the miracles in, in the gospel, seeing Jesus do amazing stuff, part of me goes, oh yeah, but he was God. <laughs> well, read the book of Acts. They weren't God. And look at what they did. And specifically when you read through the miracles, I've read through the miracles in the book of Acts, read how they prayed for the sick. Because what you'll find is they didn't plead with God and say, God, God, please heal. They actually moved in authority. They, they, they prayed and then they commanded sickness to leave. So it's a really interesting thing to read through the book of Acts, every miracle, and look at how they prayed. And so finally... Pray for people. Pray with authority. And you would have noted in Jay's testimonies and, and Riss and Kit's testimonies that the only way you find out if someone is healed is if you ask them afterwards. If we pray for the sick and then don't actually ask them, we're not actually believing they're going to be healed. So it's scary to ask. But do it. Because then you start to get testimonies of God healing people. Maybe with where you're at, you're like, hey, I just need to open up my heart again to receive prayer. I've stopped receiving prayer for something. Or today, in a, just in a moment, we're going to have an opportunity where if you have any sickness in your body, any pain in your body, anything that needs to be healed, come on out. When the band is on stage, well, actually, guys, if you could come now. So come on out, and we, we're going to pray for you. We've got a team here this morning that's going to pray, and we're going to see God heal more people. He's already been healing people this morning. And just start to take that next step in faith to where you can say, God heals people through me. So as the team are coming, this morning, if you're here and you're saying, hey, all this sounds pretty amazing, but I don't actually even believe in God, or I'm just starting to think maybe God is real. Maybe you haven't yet given your life to Christ. Well, that is the first and most important step. Jesus came to die for us. The only way we have power in order to heal the sick is because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. But more importantly, forgiveness of sin. We've all done things wrong. Every one of us. And there is no way that we can earn our way to God. We can never be good enough to deserve to go to heaven, to deserve to be connected with God. But that is why Jesus came. He died on a cross so that we could be forgiven. Our sin was placed upon him. And all you have to do to receive that is just say, okay, Jesus, I choose to follow you. I accept your forgiveness and I accept you as my leader. That means I'm going to follow what you say. 
You're now the leader of my life. And that's the exchange that Jesus asks us to make. It's a, he says, come and be forgiven and make me the leader of your life. So this morning, if we can just have uh, everyone head bowed and eyes closed just for a minute. If that's you this morning, maybe, maybe you've never asked Jesus to become the leader of your life and to receive forgiveness from him, then I'm going to ask you in just a second to put up your hand and we're going to pray for you afterwards. Or maybe you've said, hey, I did that a long time ago, but really I've walked away from God and I want to come back. Jesus' forgiveness is for you. So just now what I'd like you to do is just raise your hand while, while no one else is looking around. Just raise your hand and wave it at me and I'm going to pray with you afterwards. So can you raise your hand up high just so I can see? Thank you. See that hand. Anyone else? Just raise your hand up so I can see it. Had at least one person respond. Anyone else today is saying, okay, I want to accept forgiveness for all the things I've done wrong and I'm going to follow Jesus. Thank you. Awesome. That is cool, guys. Thank you. I've seen three hands this morning. That's cool. We're going we're gonna to pray a prayer now. And I'd like us all to pray it together. So everyone just pray after me saying, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you that you rose again from the dead. Thank you that you forgive my sins. I give my life to you. I choose to follow you. Amen. For those three people who put up your hands, come and see us afterwards, see myself or Jan, and we'd love to connect with you and um, give you some stuff and connect you in so that you can walk this journey with God. So as the band sing the song, if you'd like prayer for anything this morning, come on up and uh, we're going to pray. you to stand and if that's you if you need prayer don't hesitate don't wait till we start singing just start coming forward receive your miracle this morning God is in the job of doing miracles the last breath gave me life you rose and tried the freedom to love in your eyes. You were broken, but still you saw my life. I'm overwhelmed. You gave your life for me. My soul cries out in
churches. There's a whole bunch of people getting prayed for right now. If you're wondering what you want to do, what you need to do right now, I'll give you something you can do. Just stretch out our hands. Stretch out our hands and declare healing of every single person in the middle here. Yeah, we declare your healing power, Lord. Hey church, we're already starting to see people getting healed. Jordan's just got healed. She's going to share the story. Hi guys, so um, we're milking cows and I decided to stand on the back gate to move the cows up so they wouldn't sit on the gate and stop it from moving. So as it was moving, and it moves really slowly, but I was wearing gumboots and it was really slippery. So my, um, my, left, yeah, my left foot <laughs> slipped off and I landed on it probably, and it's not a very deep drop, it's probably like that high. But something happened when I landed and it hurt my hip. And so every now and then when I'd be walking, it would kind of, it's kind of like when you pinch nerve in your hip and it kind of hurt like that. And then just standing on it, like I couldn't stand like this a couple minutes ago. It's, it was too painful. And so now I can put all my weight on it and it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> continue to come to the front uh, but otherwise we're going to close the service there um, enjoy your day I declare blessing upon the givers in Jesus name blessing upon the finance in Jesus name if you do have children make sure you take them home with you and the, the question for this week for you to chat about is find a way to bless someone this week isn't that good Find a way to bless someone this week. Tonight we've got the 6 p.m. Pastor Trevor is going to be speaking at the 6 p.m. It's going to be fantastic. He has a very interesting message. I have, I have a feeling it's going to continue on quite nicely from this morning. Uh, but uh, I believe it's something around spirituality. Do you feel controlled? Interesting, isn't it? So that's 6 p.m. tonight. If you're a young adult, the young adults are going to cruise off to Raglan afterwards and the youth are going to cruise off to McDonald's afterwards and anyone older than that are going to find something really even cooler to do. <laughs> Otherwise have a fantastic day. Hope to see you at the 6pm. God bless.
Healing.